Today's deep dive is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com. Head on over to cufflinks.com slash DVR for all your men's apparel needs, baby. They've got cufflinks. They've got tie bars. They've got pins. They've got ties, socks, all the awesome stuff that you need to look good when you step out your door in the morning or when you turn on that computer and you're on Zoom. Because let's face it, people, you still got to look good. Come on, enough with the bedhead. We're a year in, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We got to start thinking about the future, people. Looking good out there in public. So head on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order, no minimum. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to One Mike, the Delvin Cox Experience and Daily DVR's deep dive into Marvel's Loki. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 1, entitled Glorious Purpose, directed by Kate Heron, whose biggest credit previous to this was the Netflix show Sex Education, and written by Michael Waldron, who some of you may know as a producer and writer for Rick and Morty. He also wrote the upcoming Stars Wrestling Dramedy with Stephen Arnell. And it's called... He, Arn, what's it? What'd you say? Stephen Amell. Oh, Amell. Okay. Sorry the about guy that. guy from Arrow. Oh, yeah. The guy from Arrow. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Sometimes an R and an N look like an M, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he also wrote the new Doctor Strange movie, which of Ooh. course we'll see a lot of tie-ins in Loki. Um, and he's also the showrunner. So uh, we will be talking a lot about Michael Waldron uh, this episode and subsequent episodes. And whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, please do leave a like, subscribe, write us a review. Also, check out Mike's instant reaction to this episode that's already up on the One Mike channel. Of course, my name's Axel. You can find out more about my pods at DVRpodcast.com. And with me, of course, are Mike and Delvin. We're going to introduce Mike first. How you doing, Mike? Good, man. Ready to cover this season. I think this is going to be a fun one. It is, man. I was saying, I was saying to Delvin before we started, a lot less plotting. So I think that we're going to have a lot more fun just kind of talking about scenes. And that's, uh, as I was speaking about, Delvin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm super excited to cover this show, and I'm happy that we're getting closer to closer to normality. And normality means Marvel movies back in theaters. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's true, man. I'm. Seeing, Are you guys gonna see Black Widow in theaters? I think I am. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll take my son to go see it. He's a little bit older now, and now that the theaters, you know, the theaters here in Oregon literally just opened up again. I think last Wednesday. So we haven't even had an opportunity. We've I've been vaccinated for like a month or so now. I've wanted to go to the movies, but I haven't you haven't been able to. So I saw a lot of ads uh for Black Widow on what was it on like Roku? They're they're rolling them out. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to go check that out. And actually on my second watch of Loki last night, I watched it with my wife and my son and they all enjoyed it. 
Excellent. Yeah, it seems like one of those ones that's going to be pretty much enjoyable to everyone. Yeah. Whereas like there were subsets of people who were not pleased with WandaVision. There were groups that were not pleased with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think yeah. this will please everybody from the hardcore to the casual to the casual fans. Like it's going to be I think there's going to be a pretty successful show for them. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, Delvin, what are your initial thoughts? You know, I mean, a lot of people hopefully have checked out Mike's initial reaction. I'll get to mine. But when you stop watching this episode, what was like your first like thoughts in your mind? I thought it was a solid first episode. I thought it was a good recap of everything that happened. The episode almost felt like a Loki, this is your life type of feel to it in terms of how <laughs> they kind of smartly, by the way. Yeah. They gave you everything that happened from it's kind of like the career of Loki in terms of like from Avengers when he came in as this dominant God trying to take over Earth, and then you see his failures after failure after failure in terms of you see him fail with the Avengers, then you see him fail in terms of protecting his mother and stuff like that, and then you see the scene, with, which is powerful because you never really... With Thor Ragnarok, I think that was the most emotion you've seen Loki show for Odin himself, and, and for that matter, for Thor in general. So... When you go to see the re-see the scenes from Thor Ragnarok and see Loki re-watching that and kind of having that. Because this is a different Loki. This is the Loki. This is not the same Loki that we know. This is the Loki who didn't experience all this stuff. Right. So this Loki watching all this stuff happen and then kind of having a smile on his face knowing that he, oh yeah, me and my brother are cool again. And then seeing his ending, his downfall in terms of like, hey, he's on the right path now that Thanos just murders him had to be drawing to him and kind of a reality open in terms of like everything he thought as high as he thought of himself in the end in his mind he was nothing but a failure he yeah. didn't accomplish the goals he wanted to accomplish and he ended up just literally at the boot of Thanos and murdered brutally in front of his brother yeah. I think that was a very powerful moment and I think this episode did a good job of kind of giving you a detailed look into how Loki thinks how Loki feels and how He's actually very vulnerable in yeah. terms of the character that he is. I liked it a lot. That's sure. awesome, man. You bring up so many great points because for me, coming into this, I was really interested in the time stuff, the tone from the look of it, the tone of this. And I love the character of Loki. I think Tom Hiddleston he was like born to play this part because when I've seen him and other things, when he's the star, uh, he did a series for, I think it was, uh, the BBC and, um, AMC. It was a John le Carre spy story. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, was it the one that had the guy from yeah. house in it? I think. Yes. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. I saw, yes. I saw that. Yeah. I, and, I can't remember the name of it either though. And, and that, I can't either. but nobody remember the name of it is basically how I felt about him as a leading man. Like he is not a standard leading man. And when he tries to be, it doesn't work. He's got, he has too much fucking personality and this is what comes out in the character of Loki. So that's what I was looking forward to, but I was a little bit put off cause I was like, one thing that always bothered me about Loki is I always wondered, you seem like a cool guy. Why do you keep on killing people? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I kind of like I, j- I just felt that way, and and I I found it hard to find him as a villain, but I knew he was is a terrible person. So the fact that this first episode almost dealt so, dealt solely with that aspect of his character, why are you doing this? And it gets down to that feeling of self worth. And his whole backstory, right? And like Mike, you pointed out in your um, really great uh, initial reaction how his name is different because his father is that crazy troll thing. Whatever. Frost Knight. Frost Knight, okay? Crazy Frost troll Knight, thing. Yeah. yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's a it's, funny, funny choice of I lo- words. You taught me that. Like, I didn't, I, I've, I picked that up while I was watching. Like, hey, wait, that's not Thor's last name, but it still has the sun part. And then I was thinking Handmaid's Tale. And then you brought it full circle that it was because he has a different dad. So the fact that they got so, like, psychological while at the same time telling an amazing story is what really brought me into this episode, not to mention the production design, direction, acting, casting. It was like, this looked like it did cost, you know, 20 or $30 million, and it did. It was like an amazing episode. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. And I kind of like the simplicity of it because all he really did is chase himself around in the in the place after a while. You know what I mean? Like, so I was really impressed. I was really impressed. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything much to add to what you guys said or anything to what I said in my initial reaction. But, um, you know, I really like some of the, the aspects that you guys brought up. But like for me, I thought it was going even a step further. I thought it was incredible for a premiere episode. Like I, I'm, I'm surprised that I liked it as much as I did, even though I went in expecting to like it, but I, I was so impressed with a lot of the stuff that they did. I love, like you said, I love the look of it. It looked like a million bucks. Uh, like I said, it, it, it gave me like a vibe of, uh, of, of kind of like Legion, which comes on FX gave me a little bit of that. Uh, it, it gave Loki a chance to shine. And I think, you know, Throughout the course of the the Infinity Saga, everyone always talked about Marvel is doing a shit job with villains, except Loki, and that was the that was the narrative throughout the entire time. And right now, you're seeing even more so why that character works so well. And I thought that scene, the scene that Delvin talked about, where he's watching uh, watching the videos of of his life, and, and I, I thought that was. far and it's such an incredible performance by him in that moment i love the i love how after he watched it he snickered and said glorious purpose like like that like him coming to that realization that like i don't ever become what i think i am and like that's that level of humility that is thrust upon him in that moment and that acceptance of it and the crushed look on his face like it was it was such a great such a great moment and and i thought that episode for for that to just be the first episode it wasn't like, oh, let's, we're just going to trot out, you know, some characters like, hey, here's Ruby from Lovecraft and here's uh, uh, Owen Wilson. And, you know, and we're just going to, you know, kind of ease you into this story. It's like we got six episodes here and we're going to we're hitting a home run right from the start. And now they've got my expectations might be too high because I'm like, <laughs> if that's just the first episode, what are we in for in these next five? So, yeah, I, I didn't have much to add. But, yeah, I, I, I really I really enjoyed that first episode. Yeah, it was great. I think I like where it's going. I like how they explain certain things like Loki bringing up, hey, the Avengers mess with time. Why are they, they here? And they're like, no, that was supposed to happen. 
And that kind of lines up with what um, Dr. Strange said in Endgame. Like, hey, there's multiple timelines. We only got one shot at this. And when it, and so when all that stuff happened, it kind of lined up to that timeline. And I think it, I, Marvel does a, most of the time does a great job of explaining little things that you would think about. And be like, hey, why is, why is this happening? If this is the whole plot of the story, why is this going on? And then they're like, no, nah, this is why this is happening. I think Loki does a great job of kind of explaining away things that you would normally question with other shows. And I like I like the plot of it. I like the fact that from the gate, everybody knows Loki's a horrible person. <laughs> like it's not like it, it's, there's several times you're like, why don't we just kill him? Why are we even doing this trial yeah. thing? Let's just kill him. We know who he is. He's a time he's a he's not supposed to be here. He's just an awful person. But I like that Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, kind of sees something in him. And I like I want to see where that goes to and is Loki just the means to his goal or is Loki does he feel like Loki's destined to be something greater than what he is? That's a great question, Delvin. That I love that, man. That's a great question because that is kind of where I was left at the end too because when you find out jumping ahead, everyone's seen the show of course, when you find out that Owen Wilson, the character Mobius, which I guess is a play on the Mobius strip, right? Which is the infinity thing. I think that's kind of cool. And it's, I guess he's a character in the uh, comics as well, right? Because this whole, that's correct. The whole time, what is it called again? The TVA? Mm-hmm. Uh, I already forgot what it is. Var- time variance. Yeah. yeah. Time variance association. Yeah. I, that, that's also as well in the comics and they're always spinning everything. But like you said, I'm interested to find out. We get to find out about Loki. Most of the episode is really delving into why did you do these things? And like you said, a rehash and bringing us up to speed and framing. Okay. The Loki that we're watching now has to digest all that we know about him in the future in just this episode, right? And then at the end of the episode, we're kind of on an even keel with the character because it's a strange circumstance when you bring yourself into the premiere episode of a series and the people who are watching it know years into the future of this character, right? Because Mm -hmm. this guy, this Loki, and one thing I want to point out, and just to get to your original point, which is does Owen Wilson see something great in him? Or is he just trying to get him to stop him, right? Like, I'm going to use Loki to get Loki. I think he sees something better in him. And I think that there is perhaps a whole future or past that we don't know about yet that perhaps Owen Wilson does where there's something greater and maybe great partners that will will come to see. Because now that we're dealing with this kind of stuff, the Loki, and this is what I want to kind of get your guys' opinion on to make sure I'm thinking of it the right way. The Loki that we are seeing in this series will never be the Loki that we see in the other movies. The Loki that we see in the other movies belongs to a different multiverse or outside of the TVA because the TVA exists outside of the time stream, right? Right. 
So he, in order to live the rest of his life, he has to live outside of the time stream and he will not interfere with what happened to the other Loki because Marvel follows both the lost, whatever happens, whatever happened, happened idea, as well as the multiverse idea. They are, they take the two like prevailing time traveling theories and kind of meld them. And I think the TVA is a brilliant way of doing that, which is that variants are allowed until that hits that red line. And when you hit that red line, you're creating another time stream, right? So you can travel back in time as the Avengers did and create enough variants. If it stayed below, we don't know because we'll find out in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess in the past, uh, if they, <laughs> if they did do this, right. But, um, it's supposedly that was within the confines of the time stream. So that's okay. But they have Loki there. And, and this is something I want to bring up again. I'm sorry if I'm like a little stoned and, and riffing on this, but oh, this is good. No, this is good stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, has Loki already the things that Loki has done in this in this being a murderer, right? There has to be a past to that. So there is a whole chunk that we're missing where there he that Loki is either the same Loki we see now in a similar future or it's a different version of Loki in another multiverse, right? That is now doing what they what they worry about, which is causing havoc by jumping multiverses and killing people. Right? We don't. We still don't know why. I mean, he just burned a bunch of people. I didn't really understand the point of why he did. It was just kind of like a show of force, I guess. Right? Like I am here, but why would these two things coincide unless they had happened already? So. I have to believe that what Owen Wilson sees in Loki is something greater than what he has already been, that he somehow fulfills his potential, either good or bad, outside of the multiverse instead of inside of it, which I think is kind of a fascinating idea. I have a question for both of you. Do you think the killer is actually Loki? No. Oh, okay. not 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 Loki in the sense of of I think whatever it is that we're expecting Loki this this to be because of for the simple reason that they didn't show him because yeah. if, you, if you tell us if you tell us the viewer hey I I I am using this Loki you speaking to Loki to catch this other variant Loki you tell us that 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 supposedly this other Loki is the bad the bad guy. And then you don't show him and you have him hooded in mystery and all this. Like, why hide him if you just told us that it's Loki? So it's like it, it it's either not Loki or it's or his appearance is altered in some way that would be, I don't know, spoilery if they showed it. I, I, I don't know. But I, what, what was that? I, I had a thought about that. OK, I found it interesting that the kid pointed at the devil picture. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds you of the different ways the different helmets and outfits that Loki has donned in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um but what else were you gonna say, Delvin? 
I, I just think that it's fascinating that I think it was a little girl. She put it in the devil picture because they've been rumoring for a good while now, since WandaVision, for that matter, that Mephisto was coming to the MCU. So could that be a sign of, hey, maybe it's not Loki, but it's actually Mephisto or somebody of that caliber? And people thought it was Loki. Oh, so there, it's just basically a mistake of appearance. Like, because he has like a similar antler-like tentacle, whatever appearance, that there, this is who what he thinks. Yes. Hmm, so then why would, why would Morbius say to Loki that we are using you to catch you if he presumably knows that this is not Loki? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's the point is he made a mistake. Yeah. He thinks he thinks he just recognizes he keeps on seeing this image over and over. Right. Oh, and I that's see. The, okay. the clues are leading to that. But in fact, it's just another you know person gotcha. that appears <laughs> the same. But I don't okay. it, could, it could totally be either way. I think that's interesting, though. And it's a, the idea that it's not Loki, that this is just what Owen Wilson thinks. That's a high probability because we know nothing of the pre his previous work on this case and quite frankly we don't even know how well he does his job <laughs> and also they, i think they said all the victims had knife wounds in them and you know loki's known to use like swords and knives and stuff like that to okay. kill his victims so yeah that's what uh, that's where he got the information from they said people were saying the victim looked like he had the killer looked like he had horns and okay yeah so he's just knives. assuming Okay. That's interesting. You know, for some reason, I don't remember. I, I for some reason, I, I think it, it was a little boy that he meets in France and whether 1583 or something like that. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I felt like that little boy is going to become important again. I don't know why. But um, but you're right. He points up at that thing and it looks like the devil. And then they also have the image of the beetle. Once Loki steals the Tesseract and goes into the desert. You see the beetle going around and it has those horns because that's where it comes from. Someone on our Facebook group, uh, Jenny and I were talking about it and they were like, actually, it's this beetle specific uh, scarab that he wears those horns. Um, that's an interesting idea. I'm cool with it either way. You know, I, I have to I think we do, should have to learn from watching WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier we're probably going to have a lot of ideas, but I think maybe sometimes they are just telling us what is happening. You know what I mean? Like, I think as in this episode, there was a lot of um, bringing people up to speed and explaining. I think let's see if Marvel is going to fully go to an area and really surprise us because they didn't surprise us too much with Falcon and Winter Soldier, and WandaVision had some surprises, but they were a bit telegraphed. So I am a bit hesitant to to get too much into the timey-wimey stuff, whereas something like what Delvin said, maybe he just mistook him, right, instead of the thing I said. It's quite. I think that could be quite possible. I, an, another thing that I was wondering about, and I, I can pose this question to you guys too, is if, if, is if Loki is... So if you think about the timeline of the Infinity Saga, it's like we see Loki uh, early on in Thor and we we see him sporadically throughout that time. He's not in everything. You know, right. we see him in the Thor uh, in the Thor movies and Avengers and uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Do you think that at some point the Loki that we just saw who watched himself 
do some who watched some of the future future scenes and 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 saw how his life plays out do you think at some point that the loki that we are watching on this show will be reinserted into the timeline that we are already familiar with and that the actions of this loki who appears to have grown and matured and 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 you know shows care for his brother and sacrifices sacrifice himself is doing that with the knowledge that that is his path like at hmm. some point in in between when we don't see him he's reinserted and that that loki who who tried to kill thanos he knew that was his time and in episode one he's snickering like i i think i have a glorious purpose and this is how i end up is just you know getting you know getting popped like a potato chick by thanos and 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 he feels like that's a waste but once all of this is done and we and assuming let's guessing he does end up back in the timeline he realizes that that is a glorious purpose that he is serving by sacrificing himself for his brother and we find out that in that moment in infinity game he knew he knew about this this is the loki from this show reinserted back into the timeline with the knowledge that this is how his story ends but it's not it's not as an embarrassing of an ending as he thought it was in episode one Mm. i i think that that is entirely possible once you start into the time stuff it open it leaves you (laughs) open to do stuff like that there's also the idea and i mean i just have to start out we're starting this six episode thing by saying forgive me if i get if i wax nostalgic or go into crazy rants about lost or primer. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, also, everybody should watch Primer. If you have not seen Primer, it is the best time travel film ever made. Uh, you should definitely watch it. I love time travel stuff. I'm going to answer the question by saying, if he experienced that in whatever multiverse, then it it already it retroactively affected his character. So in the end, when he achieves some glorious purpose, we're going to go back and look and say the reason why Loki always thought he had a glorious purpose is because in the end, he had the glorious purpose in a different multiverse and it reverberated throughout the time stream and gave him the impression that he would have a glorious purpose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, no, yeah, no, no, I know. I do. It's great stuff, yes. man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's. I think that's wonderful, and I think that's what we're playing with here too. Is perhaps, um, they can do stuff like that, Mike, and and they can also do stuff where we see in the show, like what I was thinking. If this is really Loki, that's the killer. Are we going to get a kind of angel and devil, or like you know, a yin and yang? sides of loki like this loki that we're going to get to know in this show is actually going to become a really good guy like mm-hmm. a loving person he's going to support owen wilson you know what i mean like care come to care for uh the uh the the security guard woman who was kicking his ass um <laughs> all that stuff and then he also is the devil in another like he perhaps it's like he's destined to always have to be one or the other and never the middle, you know, but I'm open to all of it because basically the package that they're presenting it in, they're taking such a good attitude about having fun with the time stuff, also taking it seriously, but also leaving it purposefully obscured as to how it works that 
I am able to let, let it all go and enjoy what I'm watching, you know? So I think either way it explores his character and it's pretty cool. Oh boy. We're, we're, we're already into the deep end. <laughs> hey, can I mention <laughs> something? There's something that yeah. I wanted to mention and it was actually inspired by Mike's, um, uh, in, uh, initial reaction, which is you talked about the basic production design of how it looks like everything is in the past, but in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the idea of what people in the past would think is the future. And this is something that I am kind of obsessed with and love. The term you were looking for is retro futurism. And it's an, it's an actual artistic style, which has really only come into vogue and been recognized since uh, the early eighties, and would you say it's called retro futuristic? Retro futurism. Futurism. Okay. Yep. Retro futurism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really. And you can. I mean, a lot of some of this stuff is in. It's in some way linked to a lot of this stuff you see in, um, like, uh, diesel punk and uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, steampunk, you know, mm-hmm. the idea like where they take stuff from the the Victorian era and then yeah, they yeah, have yeah. like flying cars, you know. So it's a mix, a mashup of what a past society would think is futuristic looking, and also what the des- some of the design that's involved in this show is called brutalism which is like an architectural design. I recently played a game called Control. I don't know if anyone has ever played that game. And Great if, game. Yeah, cool, man. You you know what, dude? I'm not even sure I finished it. That game is so weird, but I gotta, I'm going to go back to it. Uh, did you ever play this game, Mike? No, but I, I believe I'm familiar with okay. it. It sounds familiar. It no, has... But it, 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 if I can, the fact that you said it's so weird automatically makes me want to get it. So you, you should. It's really cool. Um, I don't even want to say anything about it except to say that the design of the building, the area that you're in in control, is brutalist design. It's like long columns of like concrete, right? Like thick walls. You just think of what you would feel like and that is basically like german hard german design you know um Mm -hmm. and i think that they mix this in loki you have elements of brazil um i was reading articles that the inspiration for the little video that they show where they explain the the time council and the three guys or beings that control it they based on the jurassic park video Right. With a little happy yeah. smiley thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was going to uh, I first thought it's like lost because everything's like lost to me. But <laughs> I just wanted to comment on how amazing the production design, the clothes, the everything down to the wands. If you if you like freeze frame it and look at them, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups where people build like build like a 3d shit from sci-fi modeling and all that kind of stuff. And already people are building those wands and like 
it's just so much stuff and so much time that they put into the show that regardless of, you know, we mostly talk about plot and characters and things, but I just want to give a shout out to the production design and the hundreds of artists and people who literally create like there is no building that looks like that people. Okay. That is a set that they built like artists built the walls and created the computer screens and designed the clothes. And it's so much work. And I know that sometimes Disney, you know, a lot of people talk about the corporatization or whatever, but this is the advantage of having 20 to $30 million per episode (laughs) (laughs) is you can build out a set like this where it's, you know, they, there are some articles that are talking about being influenced by David Fincher and a lot of like the, like the kind of centered takes and the way it's shot. But I just had to have a little bit of Axel's production corner because that is some beautiful shit, man. I mean, from beginning to end, this looks like a feature film. You know, yeah, it's amazing. I, I really, I really like that that retro futurism. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna look yeah. into that because that that shit's right up my alley. Like, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I think Delvin, I think uh, you would know this. Isn't there like a, a a DC animated Batman film that's like a steampunk kind of uh, Batman? Yes, yes. Yeah. Gotham re- by Gaslight. Yes. yes. Yep. That's Gotham it. Yep. That's Gaslight. the one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, I I dig that kind of shit. I haven't watched Gotham by Gaslight yet. I own it, but I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I dig that kind of shit. So um, yeah, this was right up my alley. The the look at, the look of it. It's absolutely yeah, it great. great. Yeah, <clears throat> great stuff, and just even even the colors, all the if you notice, like everything circles because it's the time place, right? I I thought all that stuff was fantastic, and I think I wanted to ask you guys. One of the most interesting parts of this episode to me was that we spend a good part in the beginning where Loki is trying to find the Tesseract because he thinks that this is one of the Infinity Stones. It will get him out of here. And then he eventually finds it. And Mike, you called out the the actor who played the person who was first behind the desk and then delivering the mail. Great Mm -hmm. casting by Marvel. But he finds it and he opens the drawer and there's like all these copies of the Infinity Stones, (laughs) something which we have come to see as the ultimate power. Thanos snapped the glove, you know, and now it's 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 relegated to it's it's literally a paperweight. A paperweight. Guys in the office use them as paperweights. Yeah, or doorstop or something. Which I just wanted to say, I want to get your guys' impression of that. I just, I, I paused it when I was first watching it and I just uh, literally paused the show and I said, these motherfuckers are brilliant. They just took the thing that we spent 10 years, right? Thinking was so powerful and turned it to nothing. And then, but also not only that, he immediately recognized it, right? He just looked at the thing. He stood in the middle of the room. He looked up at that stupid like flapping thing right looks like you're in a delicatessen and it was like that's the most powerful thing that's what i need <laughs> i just thought that that was br- i just wanted to hear what you guys had to think about that i think it just kind of opens up and shows you that where loki's at space and time kind of doesn't exist so that the stones don't work there and it just shows you that how 
in our minds, like you said, the Infinity Stones were the most powerful thing in the universe. But in reality, they're only just one part of a bigger picture of everything and how you think, while you think, like, you know everything in terms of, like, okay, Thanos got the stones, he took over the planet, stuff like that. No, there are other beings that are more powerful than Thanos who could do more things that are more tragic than Thanos ever could even imagine. And I think this little place where Loki's at now is kind of showing you that that how if you have the ability to control space and time and kind of hold that at your will, you kind of could do anything, <laughs> and including depower the Infinity Stones. And I think that uh, not just for us, but for him as well to come to that realization that this thing that I've been chasing and this thing that means everything to me, power, essentially, um, is not what I thought it was. Like, okay, so I was chasing power within my specific timeline, within my specific place, within my specific rule set. And then now I'm outside of that. And all of those things that I thought were the, you know, the pinnacle of power and achievement uh, are sitting around uh, with some fucking desk clerks being used for, you know, like, like, again, it's that 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 reality uh, set in of, you know, I, I, I have this plan for myself, I have this expectation for myself and these are the goals and this is how I'm going to get there. All these things that he felt um, he is owed for who he is consistently coming to that realization of these things are not as important as I thought they were. And I'm not as important as I thought I was. And I think this is going to be a series of him coming to that realization, but then ultimately still serving a purpose that this new Loki with this new information and and these new sets of circumstances will come to appreciate differently. Like, you know, I, I, you know, he comes in with this one perception, he's going to leave this show with a different perception of what is uh, an accomplishment or what is power or what is greatness. He's going to come away with a totally different idea of what that looks like. And I think that's, that's, this is the start of that, him coming to the root. First, you got to, you know, tear it down so you can build it back up. And I think this is his, his, previous reality being torn down and a new one being built back up i love it dude yeah it's so it's it's very interesting and the one if i am correct about this i try to do a little research the one new thing that they put into all the flashbacks was him saying like goodbye to the hulk was that in the movies I read something where he said that they only shot one thing where he like goes bye bye in the in the elevator before it goes down, or was that in the movie? I don't I, think that was in the movie. I want to say I don't think it was. Okay, yeah, I don't think so. Because that, that made me think while you were talking, Mike. Like, man, maybe they've already started to do what Mike t- is talking about. <laughs> that would be yeah, right. Like they already did it. Like they made little changes into because he knew he was like, bye bye. You're about to give me the Tesseract, right? Like he (laughs) knew what was going to happen and only in that place because he had gotten to the TVA and was watching. Could be. That was cool. Um, Yeah, that's it. This is I think that they have really. I, I think that. You know, so the order is they actually shot Falcon and Winter Soldier first, then they did WandaVision, then they did this, right? And in many ways, I think if you, even though I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think you can, I'm already 
ready to rank them in order of Loki being the best one, then WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Not because I didn't like it, but because I felt like there you can see them kind of learning. Hey, how do we do this? Oh, we needed to do this better. And and really committing is something I think that's really important. Fully committing in this episode. Um, did you all get a chance to watch it with anyone else? Or do you, does your kids or family watch it too? I haven't yet. I'm going to I think I'm going to try to push my wife to to start watching it. She kind of got Yeah, she got into WandaVision a little bit and she got into Falcon and Winter Soldier a little bit. But I don't think she was really a huge fan of either of them. I'm not even entirely sure if she even finished. No, she didn't finish Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It wasn't out of not wanting to see it, but it just kind of like just circumstance. But um Oh, I told her she would like this and I'm I'm going to try to try to get her to watch it. And I'm sure I'm sure my son will probably watch it as well. Yeah. How about you, Delvin? <laughs> uh, my son watched the first episode of Loki. And he, I think it kind of feels like me. Like, um, I felt like WandaVision was good, but I don't think it's as good as people say it is. I kind of feel the opposite of Fal- Falcon Winter Soldier. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is great. I think people kind of downplay how good that is because of what they want to or not. And I feel like this is going to end up, if it goes down a tra- trajectory that it's going down now, I think it's going to end up being the better of the three shows, which I think is uh, it's interesting. I, I've been thinking about this show a lot since I first saw it. And I, I kind of want them to go a darker path with it in terms of let's not give it a happy ending. Mm. I think you might be right. I think you might be right, Delvin, because there was a great interview uh with i'm already gonna forget how to say people's names but guess what i have notes uh waldron michael waldron on a podcast called the the tv's top five uh hollywood reporter um great podcast and one of the things he said is he would describe in the end this being more of a drama than a comedy he would he said i don't think this is a comedy at all he said it has he he said um he felt that two of his favorite all-time dramas, The Wire and Mad Men, uh, not The Wire, I'm sorry, The Sopranos and Mad Men were two of the funniest shows ever, but they were also the most serious. And I think that's the right attitude to have. Um, I kind of agree with you, Delvin. I think that there's comedic parts and absurdist. It's really more absurdist, I think, because... It's not really that funny when they vaporize the guy who forgot his ticket, but because he's you're watching someone die in a horrific mm-hmm. fashion who was already very scared. But it is kind of absurdly funny. And the way mm-hmm. that they did it, you know what I mean? And the fact that he's going through the ropes, <laughs> you know, when they mm-hmm. add all of these um these uh uh, you you talked about it um, Kafka-esque, which is playing off of the kind of like it's like office space, like the horrors of the mundane 20th century <laughs> life. And I think when they played off of that stuff, it was it's funny, but that's horrific because anyone who has ever worked in an office or has been forced to live under fluorescence for most of their life, smelling people's fish sandwiches for lunch and having their shit stolen from the refrigerator in the break room knows that is hell people. 
<laughs> that is hell. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. My life was trying to, I worked those jobs when I was younger and it was like, I cannot work like this. Like I have to, like, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. kills your brain. And I think that they, that's why when I was watching, I was like, this is funny, but this is also horrific. And I think that there is a drama here and I think it could go, I think it could very well go dark, uh, especially if what we're watching is how he becomes the killer, right? Because we were involved with time travel. We have to surmise that everything in this show has already happened in one or multiple different ways that some of the people are aware of it and some are not. Perhaps Owen Wilson is aware, right? Perhaps Mike like or, or Delvin, you were saying how everyone was like, let's just kill him. It's Loki. Maybe that's not because of what we know. Maybe that's because of what they know, yep. right? Um, and I just want to shout out, that was funny when they made him sign everything he ever said. And by the way, <laughs> that would have been a much bigger, that was not big enough. <laughs> Right, yeah. Because uh, he is talky-talky-talky, like me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like that scene, too. And after they vaporize that guy, how immediately Loki like starts patting his pants yeah. like he's like, oh, wait, <laughs> fuck is my ticket? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that, was, that great. was good stuff. Yeah, and I, I think that, that, too, another thing another thing to keep in mind as far as, like, how people are going to perceive this show is, like, the first two shows, you know, as as big fans of the MCU, like, I, you know, I didn't have any issues with any of these people being portrayed in their own shows. But, you know, a lot for a lot of people, these are not your your favorite characters here. No, no yeah. one was asking for uh, like, can we get a show about Wanda and Vision? Like no one asked for that. <laughs> like, yeah. No, one, it, it really. I mean, the, only a handful of us were asking for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that was just based off of the rapport that they had. But Loki is a fan favorite. And that's going to be something that's going to pull in a lot more people as well, I think, too. And getting to see him, uh, getting to learn more about him, see him evolve. I think that's going to uh, pull in more fans and, and help uh, help make the show a little bit more accessible accessible for people to where they can enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, because this, this is the first thing, the first thing where they, they gave us a show about somebody who people really like to see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That is and, com- and- Go ahead, bud. And, th- and that's coming from a fan of like Falcon. I've been waiting for Falcon to get the shield for years, but I know most people didn't think that was a thing that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So people didn't really w- was looking for a Falcon to win a soldier TV series at all or WandaVision for that matter. I feel like those were kind of characters that were underestimated until probably like around Endgame, Infinity War time. Mm-hmm. And then the people started like loving those characters. But Loki has kind of always been a fan favorite since he since, stepped on the scene. Thor, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, one thing I wanted to ask, um, I, I think that you all know a little bit more about the comic history. And I know, Delvin, when we were talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, you exhibited a vast knowledge of the comics. Um, they mention a lot of different stuff, even in that quick little introductory video, uh, to the time variance authority. And are they, what should I expect? What are the connections to, it seems to me that there are connections to WandaVision here. 
with did she somehow break through some multiverse with her bro- you know with the recognition of her brother or whatnot now trying to find her kids um or is there some kind of connection to upcoming films or different stuff that was mentioned in all of that well i think this is going to 100 percent lead into uh, dr strange i know people were saying that about wandavision and everything else but i think out of all the shows, this one has more likelihood to have connections to that Doctor Strange and the whole multiverse of madness because they, they kind of even acknowledge it in the beginning. Like, hey, these guys have to keep time in check because if time doesn't get in check, the multiverse goes all crazy. So I kind of feel like these whole time variant system is going to break down eventually. All right. Whether we know it or not, how it breaks down so at some point, it's going to 100% completely fail. And that's what's going to create the multiverse of madness as we're looking into Doctor Strange. Ah, and Spider-Man, dude. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And you know what it brings into play, too, about remember when we were, um, Mike, I think it was Andy wrote in and you had mentioned this, too, that Marvel always shows you something amazing and then breaks it and destroys it. <laughs> like, right? Like, that's yeah. such an interesting idea to kind of keep that flowing that they're showing us this, these great, all powerful people who control it, right? And this, this office system that keeps the clocks on time. And then perhaps what we're seeing here is what is the beginning of the destruction of all of that. It has wider ramifications than just what's going on with Loki. Yeah. And maybe Loki does something to cause that. Yeah. And that's why they all hate him. Like, you're trying this again? See, I wonder, I, I really hope that they go in that direction, that there's more hints of that. And uh, I'll probably end up watching this episode again because I did watch it with my wife and son, and they really enjoyed it. I actually, I think that this might be even more accessible to a wider audience because of the tone and look of it. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, so far the reviews are very, very good and people are really enjoying it. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to chat about? I think we did a good job of breaking everything down. Cause like I said, when you really think about the episode, so much of it is really this kind of, absurdist comedy of him going through and i mean we can mention the funny things like him like mike you mentioned and i noticed when i was watching you can actually see him steal the remote control from (laughs) owen wilson and i did my own little thing with my clicker like wait a minute let me go back and see that again (laughs) yeah and i was actually i was kind of i have to give a shout out to breaking bad because there's a famous not to give any spoilers but there's a famous sticky fingered character in breaking bad and there's several points at which he lifts shit out of people's pockets and they really they put it in the show wait Uh, what what are you who are you talking about i'm talking about yule yule is a, a pickpocket and there's like two or three different and there's a very important part towards the in the last season when he picks something out of a pocket. I remember that in the end, but I don't yeah. remember that like being a thing consistently was, throughout the series. Yeah. Oh, if you wow. go back, he there's a cup there's like another two other times where he pickpockets, like he just picks something from somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. but they also mention it. 
Like he's, he always says, don't be fooled by Yule. Like, cause he's got the quick fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always kind of when, when, and he did that so many times, Loki, but I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, the, when he is making her go back and forth, like I was kind of thinking about how that must feel. And they did the, the visuals that they give, how the person kind of like, like sucks back. Like you can still see it makes yeah. you kind of feel it. I thought it feels frustrating. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She did a great job, but um, that's really all. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to get into? Delvin, if you have something, you can say it while I'm trying to think if I have anything. I, I can't think of anything. Like, I think we did a great job covering it. I think it's the solid first episode. And, well, more than solid, it's a great first episode. I hope they continue down this path because I feel like these Marvel shows all kind of start off really strong. And then they all, well, WandaVision to some didn't start off strong. But then they all have this one point where they kind of drop the ball. Then they end up getting back on track at the end. Well, I, I don't think that's going to happen here. <laughs> there, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any ball dropping. <laughs> oh, no balls dropped. <laughs> no balls dropping on this one. Um, I, I, I do have a question. We can, I guess we can close out on um, what, what's up. What's up with the bubble gum that the kid in the church mm. had? Yeah, there's going to be something in that. Cause you're that's right. coming back around. What yeah. is that about? It was and, in and, the credits and after too. You, yeah, it was. And I and after after our experience with you noticing things in the credits on Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff like that, I I watched the credits a little bit more closely this time around. But yeah, um I I'm wondering what you guys think about the bubble gum because somebody put something in the comments of my video that uh kind of had me thinking as well. Oh, huh. what did they put? Do you want to say it or is it spoiler? I was going to I was going to let you No, I was going to let you guys tell me what you thought first and then I was oh, going to okay. say what they said. Um I I mean I think that there there's got to be some connection to it. I mean they recognized it right and that was part of the clue oh that was okay that's how they knew it was Loki remember because there was the aura like his aura was on the bubble gum or something like that I think that that there was some yeah one of the that. clues was that it was him was that you know that that his aura is on the gum again or something they mentioned it oh yeah yeah, yeah. um uh but um i don't know i mean it seems like obviously it's going to be important and whenever a tv show like lost uh ha- creates a fake gum or create you know like the app what is tarantino has those apple cigarettes or whatever mm-hmm. green apple cigarettes um but what would your what did your comments say what did Del- Delvin? Do you that, think anything? Essentially, it was it was that. Oh, okay. That 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 it was given to her or or him. Was that a boy or a girl? I can't even fucking remember. I think it was a girl. I thought it was a boy. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so there we go. Uh, uh, here we in, in gender fluid America. We'll there, say they, cares, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yes. that, yeah. Their their pronoun, but um, yeah. Uh, they the they the person in my comments said that it was given to him or her by the loki or killer or whoever it is that they're trying to catch yeah they did say that in the show yeah and if it's if it's well i guess it still remains to be seen whether or not it was loki or actually loki or not but well that's 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 kind of cool because what we have here is we have a fun i like the timey wimey stuff 
I love, of course, we love the Avenger stuff and Loki, but we do have a kind of detective story happening here too, right? And, yeah, and these are all things that are totally my shit. Yeah, like, I love detective it. Detective shit, the retrofuturism, the fucking uh, time time travel stuff, and some all that is so right up my alley. That's why I know I'm going to like this show because yeah. I'm like, it's giving me everything, all kinds of stuff that I like. But you know, too, like when they have things like that, we found this cigarette, blah, blah. Sometimes it's the killer. And then sometimes it's somebody else who's trying to find the killer. So did Loki is the killer and gave the gum to this kid or in the future or the past, did Loki somehow separate himself from the TVA and is performing his own investigation with that gum or something? You know what I mean? Like it could be a whole host of different things, but that's going to be fun to find out. Indeed. All right. I guess that's it, people. So thank you, everyone, for listening, watching as well. Of course, don't forget to like and subscribe over at One Mike at the Delvin Cox Experience at Daily DVR, DVRpodcast.com. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Peace. 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 Today's Deep Dive is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com head on over to cufflinks.com slash dvr for all your men's apparel needs baby they've got cufflinks they've got tie bars they've got pins they've got ties socks all the awesome stuff that you need to look good when you step out your door in the morning or when you turn on that computer and you're on zoom because let's face it people you still gotta look good Come on, enough with the bedhead. We're a year in, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We got to start thinking about the future, people. Looking good out there in public. So head on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order, no minimum. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Bam. All righty. Recording in progress. <laughs> so you see that they added that? Yes. The audio thing? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't used to say that. Now it's fucking my last podcast. I started, I hit that and then the guy started the intro and then it, it takes like a few seconds for it to say that. And then I have yeah, to re-record it. Yeah, it, it's it it fucks with me every now and then. Like yep. I'm kind of used to it now, but especially when you stop recording, that's when I forget about it. Because like I'm, if I'm not the one doing it, like I'd be like, all right, it's over, and then I just hear you. This is stopped recording or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Freaks me out for a second. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Somebody legit said on a podcast I was doing one time. <laughs> like, oh, who that white lady is talking? <laughs> and I just burst into laughter. <laughs>